Hello everyone, Pastor Casares, uh, just uh, glad that you're on, listening to these studies that have given you, uh, I hope they have given you a different mindset of who you are, who you are in God, in Christ, who you are in this earth. My last episode was, does sin exist anymore? And I'm sure a lot of you probably had a lot of questions. Probably had so many things to ask, talk about. But there's one question. The question was, am I far from God? And I'm going to go into that today. Am I far from God? Are you far from, from, from Father God? Basically, no, you're not. That is a good question, though. I'm glad whoever asked it asked. The answer is simple. Father God is closer than your very breath. Okay. Um, Many of you or many of us need answers, too. And those simple answers can very profoundly affect our lives profoundly affect our lives some worship songs as sincere and heartfelt as they may be subtly teach us that God is at a distance and he needs to be invited revivalists told us the Holy Spirit is like a dove very gentle but also skittish and easily shoot away but that is not the testimony of the scriptures Instead, we find affirmations such as, I will never I will never leave you nor forsake you, or lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Even more, in Isaiah 6, verse 3, it says, The angels cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. And to that, part of the mission of the ascended Christ was to fill all things Everywhere with himself. Are you part of the earth? Are you somewhere? Is there anywhere you can go where Father God isn't there? Even the psalmist said, Where I can flee, where can I flee from your presence? If I make my bed and show, you are there. So the greatest obstacle in receiving the good news is religion those that teach you religion those that bind you with religion religion is basically man's attempt to get to Father God the gospel is Father God's work of saving man 1 John 14 says that in this in this is love not that we loved God but that he loved us and he and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says but by his doing you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption the good news is so good we are tempted to not receive it because we tend to think sin is bigger than the blood of Jesus. 
The gospel confronts us with truths that Christ that crush religion and a religious spirit. So if you will trust him, you will see his goodness unfold before you. Father God is closer than he appears. Who are you? In order for you to see how close Father God really is, let's talk about the gospel for a moment. Did you know that as far as God is concerned, your old life is dead? When Christ died, he representatively took you with him onto that cross. This was so that whatever happened to him represented all mankind. But it also means he crucified your own nature. I am crucified with Christ. Who is the I now? Christ lives in me. We are not sinners saved by grace. We are saints of Father God filled with his presence. The old definition of you is dead. It's absolute. It's gone. No longer exists. Colossians 3 verse 3 says, For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Romans 6.6 6 tells us, We know that our old self was put to death on the execution stake or the cross with him so that the entire body of our sinful propensities might be destroyed. Romans 6 verse 7 says, For the one who died once for all stands in the position of permanent relationship of freedom from the sinful nature. Colossians 2.11 says, In the circumcision of Christ, you were set free from your sinful nature. Colossians 2.11 tells us, In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ by stripping off the body of the flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and lusts. We don't die daily or put our old self to death. It is already dead. Christ put your old life to death. Therefore, sin cannot separate you from God, but that's not all. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17 says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. You are a new creature. The old paleos extinct is passed away. Old things have passed away. The Greek word is paleos, which means extinct. We get the word paleontologist, uh, a person who studies extinct things from the same word. What I want you to see is that this is not a process of some kind. It is an objective truth. An objective truth. The old you doesn't exist. The old you does not exist. It is extinct as a brontosaurus. So you are a new creation. Let's talk about the Greek. The two Greek words for new, neos versus kainos. Neos, as I heard one man teach, is new in time, but similar in kind. It is like a new car. You traded in your old car and got a newer model. It is still basically the same, just a newer version. Kainos, though, is much more. It is a word used for new covenant in Hebrews 8. A new creation. It means 
New and superior in quality, unprecedented, far superior to what we have now, and far superior to the Garden of Eden. New in kind and quality, uncommon, unheard of, novel, unprecedented, superior to what it succeeds, in contrast to what previously existed. You are no ordinary man or woman. Paul said that the Corinthians were acting like mere humans, as opposed to the truth of who they really are, as new creations. So how close is Father God? You are in union with Father God by the Spirit. That is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. One with Father God. Did you get that? How much closer to Father God can you be? Our side mirrors say objects are closer than they appear. Go look in the mirror. Father God is closer than he has appeared. In your understanding, he inhabits you. Sometimes we don't feel relationally relationally close to God or Father God. Usually because we are, are erroneously thinking that there is some kind of separation that has happened because of our sin or failures. But you have been joined to Father God. It is this union that defines you. So whatever is true of Jesus is true of you. 1 John 4 verse 17 says, Sit like this. As he is, so are we in this world. And y'all know this verse. You, you and the glorified Christ is one or the divine manifestation of Father God. Come up to the throne, dear ones. Let the throne life, the throne love, and the throne power, and the throne spirit possess you. And your tread will be the march of the conqueror. Your crown, the crown of glory, and your power, the power of Father God. Not a saved man and a glorious, not a saved man and a glorious Father God, but man fused into Father God. And Father God fused into man. One godly divine creation. One in heart. One in mind. One in soul and spirit. One in body. You and Father God are one. You have all there is of me, says Father God. And I have all there is of you. We are one and indivisible but why do we struggle why do we keep doing things to prove that God's going to be pleased with us why do we keep giving to prove that God will heal us why do we keep doing things from the tree the do to be tree why you already are you just got to have that awareness within you. Just have. You just got to have that awareness that you and Father God are fused together as one through 
Christ. The life-giving spirit that now lives in you. The one that married your soul. That's why when man and woman, they marry. It is no longer an example names. Maria, Tovar, and Jose, Tovar. They're both one. It is Mr. and Mrs. Jose Tovar. You don't see the woman there. You only see his name. It's one. Nowadays, marriages, the mans have let the woman take care of their business. When a man has to take care of the business because a man is ahead over the woman. Not to beat her up. Not to give her a hot life. But to represent her in everything that she is. His wife. So why do we struggle? The reason that we struggle with our walk with Father God isn't because of a deficiency on Father God's part or ours. It is simply because we don't understand what happened in the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and glorification of Christ. Would you like to know more? His plan is that the fullness of Father God produces faith in us. But we need to understand the gospel for that to happen. Oh, if you would all understand who you are in Christ, you will not be struggling of you. You will not be struggling of you trying to do things that you think are going to please God. You will not be doing things that will put you in a position of your responsibility in your house in order to serve religion. You serve your family. You serve your family first. They are your first church. If you are a father and you have sons and daughters, you are the pastor of that house. You have to pastor your family. If you are spending days and hours and a lot of time at a religious church trying to give time to them in order for you to be put on a pedestal of saying God loves me that's why I serve or being recognized in the religious church oh we thank you brother so and so because Today, yesterday, he helped us with this, and then today he helped us with this, and, you know, we so appreciative of his hard work. Yeah, sure, truly. Truly. But you need to serve your family. That is your first ministry. You are the pastor of your house. And woman, if you don't respect your husband to who he is, the leader of the house, then your marriage will never work because there is a law in place. Just like 
many call it the law of gravity. If you jump off a building, guess what's going to happen? You're going to die. Or actually, your body's going to die. Not you, your body. It's the same thing with a marriage. That's already in place. Same thing with rain. You know, there's a circulation of humidity goes into the clouds, or condensation goes out into the clouds, and clouds release rain. That's a law. It's the same thing with marriage. So how far are you from God? Not far. Not very far. He is so close. So close. That if you blink your eye, it'll be his eyes blinking. Until then, enjoy this recording. Rewind it. Listen it. Listen to it as many times as you can or as you want. It might help you get the awareness that you need. I'm just letting you know that you are so close to God that many of you sing songs for Him to come down. I don't know where He's coming down from. He's already in you, within you. He has made your His abode in you. The life-giving Spirit of Christ and Father God is in you. Everything is in you. The whole kingdom of God is within you. If you can't see that or perceive that, then you're stuck in religion and that will make you a robot out of it. Until then, have a blessed day.